A lot's been made of the Chicago Bulls and where they sit and all the options that are ahead of them. Could they be in this rumor? Could they be in that rumor? Today, we're going to go over exactly how, if AK bets on continuity, how can the Bulls still realistically improve? We're going to get into that, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes at every social media platform. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. One topic today before we dive into the mailbag, we got a voicemail and text message we're going to get into. But the topic is just if AK does choose continuity again, which it seems like it's going to be the path, right? How can the Bulls realistically improve? And we're going to go over the options here and kind of lay it all out in a more kind of formal way to, for everyone to understand just how tight the, the Bulls' salary cap situation is, right? And so, first up, if Kobe, Vooch, and Io all return on fair deals, right? So we're looking at Vooch at around $20 million as that first year, right, that base salary next season. We're looking at, I, I factored in Kobe White for at $12 million, which it could be more than that, but that's just, I wanted to kind of leave some space. Then I would assume we'll at a relatively team-friendly $4 million a year, right? So that's the numbers that we're operating. So if anything is more than that, it gets even tighter than, than that, right? So if the Bulls re-sign those three players, that puts the Bulls at 11 guaranteed contracts with four to five roster spots to fill. And that, that, that's if they also waive Marco Simonovic, who has a partially guaranteed deal. That's four roster spots left to fill with a mid-level exception worth $12.2 million, a biannual exception, I think that's around $5 million, and then just vet minimum contracts at that point. Now, keep in mind, any of those moves still put the Bulls, if they use the full mid-level exception, that puts the Bulls over the luxury tax via the, 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 the cap numbers I give. So if the Bulls sign Kobe for less than that $12 million, I think I factored in. Let me go back in here and look at this cap. Yeah, $12 million is what I put Kobe White at. So if Kobe White signs for less than $12 million, all right, we get a couple of million back. Or if he signs more, we have a couple of million, million yes. If they don't re-sign Io, you can put that back towards that this cap table as well. But that leaves the Bulls with $7.5 million left but, uh, under the luxury tax. So that means that even though they have a $12.2 million mid-level exception and a, four, like I said, 4 to $5 million biannual exception, that still means that the dreaded luxury tax that we as a team and as an organization try to avoid because of Jerry Reinsdorf, we have $7.5 million to spread over four roster spots. That's why it's it, when you when you hear the Bulls included in trade talks, right? When you hear you know us talk about how how the Bulls need to improve by by maybe moving on from from some contracts. That's why seven and a half million dollars for four roster spots is damn near impossible to do, right? So you're looking at probably just by the nature of having bodies. As much as we talk about Marco hasn't been able to give anything at the NBA level because of Marco's relatively cheap under $2 million contract, you're probably looking at keeping him, and hopefully that means actually using him as well just by the nature of he's saving you some money, right? That's a body that you don't have to try to pay for. Now, if the Bulls do trade into the first round of the draft and they have to include players in that trade, that, of course, can free up some more, but it's looking very tight for the Chicago Bulls to be able to add a, 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 lot, of, a lot of players in a much-needed position. Keep in mind, 
we're still talking about needing a point guard, some size, and some shooting. That's a lot to ask with $7.5 million. So how do the Bulls then improve, right? Yes, you go out, you sign whatever players you can, but let's talk about how we can improve before we use that $7.5 million. A, you have to hope that P. Will finally makes that jump and that leap that you've been hoping for for years from him. If he does that, that right there adds towards your improvement. If Dalen Terry and Io are ready to actually play and contribute to this team in much-needed roles as well, of course, that helps you. Dalen Terry, who, who was the least-played 18th overall pick in NBA history, right? And he showed some flashes, especially defensively. If you then can get him on the court, right, and you play him, which we all feel, Bulls Nation's almost as a whole, feels like Dalen should have been given way more consistent minutes last season. So if Dalen and Io also make some improvements and are ready to play a consistent role for the Chicago Bulls, that absolutely helps us in that area as far as improvement with how tight we are salary cap-wise, right? You also then at that point hope, as much as we talk about going out and finding a new starting point guard, if Kobe White truly is ready to take over those starting point guard reigns, that also helps you with that money because if Kobe comes in and he plays pretty solidly at the starting point guard position, He's been the best at facilitating he's ever been as at in his career last season. Those shooting numbers were down holy, right? But if you can get that improvement from him and he's ready to be that starting level point guard, all right, cool. That also then means that's one less thing you have to try to use that $7.5 million to go out and get, right? And then you also hope that, again, another year of continuity, we get better play from our big three playing together. The big three were the most played three-player lineup in all of the NBA last season, and they still have a negative point differential because of it. And while, yes, a point guard helps that, right? A point guard that is ready to, to run the offense, also some leadership, it helps that overall for the Chicago Bulls. How much is Kobe ready to bring that? That's one of the biggest questions. But if we get improved play from our big three, improved play from our role players as well, that's how the Bulls can also improve while banging on continuity. How hopeful you are for that really depends on your tolerance level for where the Chicago Bulls are right now. But then ultimately as well, we need better coaching, right? And we know that this team is, is locked in with Billy Donovan. Right or wrong, we can talk about it all day. Billy is not going anywhere. Billy Donovan is locked in as the head coach for the Chicago Bulls for the foreseeable future. So hopefully, we, we can hope that Billy Donovan is going to come in and coach this team much better. Use these players better to their strength, right? Not, not call so much isolation ball, right? But even then, you're still, you're hoping on a coach that has been in the NBA for years, over a decade at this point, to, to change his stripes. And I, for one, don't hold out much hope for Billy Donovan changing his stripes. Now, could he? We've seen coaches adapt to the roster before. So, you know, could he? Yeah, there's a possibility there. But I can't say that I've seen enough from Billy Donovan even using the players that he's had here for years, using them to their biggest strengths to even think that he's going to change that coaching strategy enough to get better out of the same, for the better or worse, group of, of, of cast of players, right? So those are the biggest concerns. And that is why, like, when you, when you hear the Bulls and so many pundits and the Bulls included in so many trade talks, it's because right now the Bulls' options to improve via free agency and bringing in new players is slim but none. Now, again, you could increase and, and take advantage of signing trades. That's a way that the Bulls can improve as well, right? If a, if a team does want to sign Io to a contract, 
more than what the Bulls are willing to. Can you sign and trade? Same thing for Kobe, right? You can work in sign and trades and things like that. But overall, the Bulls' outlook to drastically change this roster this season, it's not looking good. And even with the Bulls trying to trade into the draft, right, which I've been telling you guys the most likely scenario is number 23, which would then the Bulls could theoretically maybe get without giving up players and removing the protections on the Portland pick, you're then adding a player at a decent contract that hopefully you pick the right guy who's ready to contribute then, right? That's another cost-cutting measure in a way for the Chicago Bulls to add a body, right, without having to give up a ton of money. It still eats into that overall number that you're looking at with the with the salary cap, right? But that seven and a keep that in mind. We're looking at seven and a half million dollars. And at best, we're maybe if you don't re-sign IO, maybe at that point you can use eleven million dollars of the of the of the set of the uh the, the mid-level exception. But how much are you like usually you get one like keep, keep in mind we signed Alice Caruso for the full mid-level exception. Now he did come in and defensively he means so much to our culture. But even if you are using your full mid-level exception, that still is netting you one piece back. The Bulls sit in such a unique place, and part of it is because of Lonzo's contract. We have a $20 million contract that is sitting there that we can't do nothing with. And before you ask, no, ain't no team taking Lonzo Ball's contract. So when you look at the Bulls and where they sit right now, this is why I've been saying it's not an envious position at all that AK is in. It's part of his own doing, so he is the one who needs to, to fix it. But where the Bulls sit right now is is in a, a in a difficult place. Continuity, your fan base may riot, right? And continuity, you've seen a lot of this team, and who's to say that, you know, how much they're going to be able to perform over the sub-500 team they were last season, even though there's enough there to point that if you add in a, a point guard and some leadership, that the Bulls can be better than what they were last season with the 14-9 and nine record with Pat Bev there who's still not, probably not a... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, Game game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Top 30 point guard in the league, but he helped you win at a better percentage just by the leadership almost alone, and defense and running the offense. But that $7.5 million, let's just say 8 for the conversation's sake, you're looking at trying to drastically improve a team with $8 million. The outlook and the, and the chances of that are very, 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 very slim. And if AK does it, right, you know, more power too. Now, what, then what does that say then? You, we've talked about now how the Bulls can realistically improve with betting on continuity again, looking at growth from P-Will, Growth from Mayo, growth from Dalen, growth as a team, using better. Let's hope that Billy Donovan finds a way to coach himself out of a plastic bag. We're hoping with that. But this is why when you talk about trades and when you talk about trying to move players to get more back is because we got a lot of bodies that we need to fill. 
a lot of bodies that we need, a lot of spots that we need to fill with bodies because, you know, we're not trying to fill a lot of bodies. We're not Zion Williamson. We're trying to fill spots with bodies. Uh, but it is, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And so hopefully AK is up to the task. Like I said before, I've been saying this almost since the season ended. This is another offseason which AK has to earn his money if the goal is to drastically improve this team. If it's not, if it's to kick the can down the road, start letting these contracts expire so we can have a little bit more uh, cap flexibility, then we're in for a long season and a tough season. And it may be another frustrating season at that for Bulls players and fans. But let me know what you guys think on that. Kind of now that everything's kind of been put together and framed right in a way, um, how, does that make you more hopeful or less hopeful for the Bulls' chances to improve next season? Let me know that down below. So we got tons of overflow, so many voicemails, and we're going to go ahead and get into a voicemail and text message today before we start the official mailbag episodes Saturday and Sunday. And this first one, this one's from Shay. What's up, Hayes? It's Shay. You know, with the Miami Heat making it to the finals and all of that, do you think that maybe, just maybe, if the Chicago Bulls have better coaching and a little bit of leadership, maybe not necessarily a star player, but I'm talking about leadership and good role players. Do you think that that could turn us into, like, make us have success? And I'm not going to sit up here and say, do like the Heat, but, like, make a longer playoff run, run than just getting bounced out in the first round. Basically, what I'm asking is, with the Miami Heat making the finals without them not having a lot of time, do you think that that – that will persuade AK to make different moves and just trying to bring all-stars over here, perform all-stars over here. Anyway, too much thing. Peace. All right. Um, so, Shay, about does that change anything with the, what the Miami Heat did? I think, I think change is coming anyway. I think with the way and how restrictive the new, the new um, CBA is when it comes to teams being repeaters of, of, of paying the luxury tax, that second, second tap tax, tax apron um i think we're going to see a change i think we're going to see more organic building right that you have that it's going to be a highlight put on player development making the right choices in the draft being more more uh, thoughtful over, over who you're giving money to right for a while there in the nba it became the wild wild west right we were seeing players get deals that you knew was going to be bad contracts by the end of them and so we may see a change in that we may see shorter deals right we may see deals worth less money overall but I think the biggest thing is, is that there may be shorter deals. The days of the just the five-year extension, because that's what we can give you, it may turn into the no. We're giving you a three plus one because we want to be able to get out of that one if we can, and depending on where the team is. I think that's maybe what's coming more so for the NBA. But as far as when it comes to the Bulls, listen, the Bulls got to be smart in how they draft. And as much as AK is taking flyers on players that were really raw and dilatory and um, Patrick Williams, we may see a change of that, right, with the Bulls because they – well, we have our own pick in 2024. We may see a change in mindset to where maybe AK doesn't go high ceiling, still players with ceilings to improve, but maybe he goes more so a player that has a skill that you can see coming into the NBA and at least being able to do that right away, right? So we may see that change in methodology as well. And we're already seeing the Bulls be kind of smarter with their signings. Getting Andre Drummond for $3.3 million last year with a player option, was a really good deal. Same thing with Derrick Jones Jr., especially when you look at how DJJ has always been ready for the Bulls in a multitude of roles, right? It was smart to not give the, give more money to those players. 
So I think he's going to continue to be smart in free agency because he has to, because we just don't have a lot of assets. But I think we may see a change in the drafting mindset. Um, Of course, 2024, then we don't have a pick in 2025, and we got every pick after that. I think that's where we're going to start seeing kind of that change in that methodology in in who we select in the draft as well. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from the 330. I'm sorry, this is a text message from the 330. And dig in because it's a long one. He says, mailbag. Longtime Bulls fan and enjoy the balanced and informed content you provide. Thank you for that. I love, uh, I have two offseason ideas and wanted to get uh, to get your thoughts. For the first deal, do you think that, uh, this would be enough to get the Blazers' third pick if Scoot is there? Levine, Ter- Dalen Terry, Caruso, and Drummond for the third pick. Uh, Anthony Simons and Drew Eubanks in a signing trade. I think this works for both as the Blazers get better defensively with Caruso and Drummond. An all-star player with Levine and a wing a 3D uh, wing with 3 and D potential that they're looking for with Dalen Terry. The Bulls get a potential young start starting point guard, which is a need and would work well with Vooch and a backup center in Eubanks. All right, here's where I'm going to break down this trade, right? First off, you're, you're trading with the team for with a player that if they do trade the number three pick, it's because Damon said he don't want to play with no more young guys that aren't proven. So Dalen Terry, take that out. That's not going to be a thing that I think that they look for. They may look for a future first, to push it off to like 2029 in case this Dame Lillard rebuild thing doesn't go well and they can have multiple picks. But I don't think the Dale and Terry part's getting there. The Zach Levine, we've heard that the, this Bulls team is ready to, re, to retool around Zach. So I don't know if the Bulls are going to shop Zach Levine even for the third overall pick. I could be wrong on that. So I understand why you included that. The framework of the deal that you included, right? Levine, Caruso, I think that's enough. I think if you that if you vote. If you include Levine and Caruso, that's $50 million. Let's keep in mind, in contracts right there, you don't need to include anything else. You can get Simmons, uh, Simons, I'm sorry, and Eubanks, I think, just with that. So you don't need to include the Drummond. You don't need to include the Dalen Terry, right? So I think you're, 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 you're on a framework that could be the deal, right? And if they, even if you want to swap Levine for DeMar or something like that. But I, I think you added in a little bit too much there that we, need, that we would need to match salaries. I understand kind of the framework of what you're getting at. I love the the addition of Scoot Henderson, um, and I think the Bulls should do whatever it takes if Scoot is their number three to get that guy. So, you know, we'll see. Now, your second trade is this. The second trade will be the Bulls trade DeMar and Kobe to the Lakers for Rui Hachimura, Mo Bamba, and a future first-round pick, top 10 protected. Why didn't Hachimura agree to sign and trade deals for around four years, $52 million? I think that's going to be too much for Kobe White. I don't know if he's going to be breaking the bank in that way, but we'll see. This makes sense for both teams as the Bulls get sized, some shooting, and shot blocking, and the Lakers get a starter to play 70-plus games and an upgrade over Schroeder and D'Lo, in my opinion, and the first because DeMar is one of the few expiring contracts that would be willing to re-sign an extension at a Tim-friendly deal with the Lakers and would be a move uh, valuable contract to them. Listen, so I get what you're getting at, and I get you're trying to – this is one of those, again, kind of 2K trade scenarios where you get everything – it's highly unlikely that the Bulls do both of these moves. Now, if you're looking at one or the other, I kind of like that. I, and like I said, I understand what you're getting at with that. And you said the starting lineup would then be Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons would be a very small backcourt, Patrick Williams, Rui Hachimura, and Vooch. Um, I just, I don't think that, I think we're at a place now where AK, now, would he give up Kobe White for the number three overall pick? I think he should, right? Would you include Dalen Terry for a number three overall pick? Yes, but I don't know if Portland would take that. I understand what you're getting at with these series of moves. 
I just don't know if it's a realistic one. And then you you end this by saying the only other move would be to sign D Rose for the vet minimum to mentor Io and Scoot. You guys know how I feel about the D Rose signing at this point. He says, although this is unlikely, I feel a lot of Bulls fans are looking for this type of change as it would choose a direction and I think leave a semi-competitive team. If we have a bad year, at least we get a decent pick for 2024 as we have our own pick. Thanks, NC Red. Thank you for supporting the channel. Thank you for sending in your trade idea. I, I, I Like I said, I understand what you're getting at with the framework of those deals. I just think that it's a little too pie in the sky. The Bulls get everything that they want. Um, But, hey, let, let's see what AK ends up doing. Like I said, I understand the moves. I just don't know how likely they are. But that's my time for today. That's today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.